You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to another episode of What's Up Broadway. If this is your first time listening in, stop right here and go back to episode one. If you're a return listener, you're once again in for a good time. As a reminder, What's Up Broadway will feature industry breaking news, Broadway interviews, what's trending on theater socials, and fan Q&As. Today, I'm joined by my marvelous co-host, Christian Lewis. They are a freelance theater critic published in Broadway World, the Brooklyn Rail, and American Theater. Christian, how are you? And I'm so excited to be here. I'm in, I'm honored to be part of this podcast and so happy to be talking to you after this week that we've had. Incredible week. So let's just jump right into it. The Museum of Broadway has announced a new opening date. The first museum dedicated to telling the history of Broadway will open at 145 West 45th Street, next door to the Lyceum Theater, in the summer of 2022. Also, Tony Awards update, 74th Annual Tony Awards will be held at the Winter Garden on September 26, streamed on Paramount Plus at 7 p.m., Let's talk about that. How do you feel about the Tonys at the Winter Garden, Christian? I'm so excited for the Tonys in general, even though this is a very weird year for them. And I've never in my life had the Tonys not at Radio City. So I'm very excited that they're going to be somewhere else. It feels really fitting that they're in a Broadway theater at all, which is going to be really (laughs) great. The fact that they're in the Winter Garden is, of course, a little specific because it's a, a theater we associate with Scott Rudin and with Um, upcoming music man, but I'm just so excited for the Tonys in general. Talking about the Winter Garden, I received a hot tip that Beetlejuice is actually returning in March 2022 and already has a theater. Beetlejuice is a hot tip, not yet confirmed. I look forward to it. Did you see Beetlejuice, Christian? I did. That's so exciting. I knew that closure was so upsetting and there was a lot of talk of like redesigning that set to fit in a different theater. So I'm so happy that that's going to happen. Yeah, same. Uh, I loved Beetlejuice and more specifically, David Corrin's set design was out of this world for me. So really excited that that is coming back and hopefully will be officially announced soon. Let's move on to show and casting announcements. Christian, why don't you run it down for us? First and foremost, Passover has a new opening date, Sunday, August 22nd, which is about three weeks moved up from its previous announced date. This is so great that Broadway is opening even earlier than we thought. 
I'm so excited for this. Cannot wait to see Passover. And I'm sure Ayana, as a producer on the show, you are thrilled about this news. So very excited. I cannot wait for everyone to get a chance to see this show. It's so important. It's so timely. And I, I'm just excited. Me too. Uh, next piece of news, Come From Away will return to the Schoenfield Theater on September 21st. The Broadway cast is going to feature Delon Grant, Joel Hatch, Cesar Samayoa, James Soule, Hugh Smith, Pearl Sun, and Olivier nominee Rachel Tucker. I love Rachel Tucker so much. Her riffs on Wizard and I is probably my favorite ever version of that song. But moving on, in MJ on Broadway, the cast is now going to feature Quentin Earl Darrington, Whitney Basher, and more joining the previously announced Miles Frost, who's replacing Ephraim Sykes. Uh, last, Titus Burgess also joins the Annie live cast as Rooster. The production is set for Thursday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. Also in casting news, Disney's Aladdin and the Lion King musicals have also been announced. The Lion King will return on September 14th at the Minxoff Theater, and Aladdin will return on September 28th at the New Amsterdam Theater. Brandon A. McCall, who starred in the North American tour of The Lion King as Simba, will step into the role on Broadway. In Disney's Aladdin news, for the first time ever, the two title roles will be played by Manasa actors, Michael Malaikal in the title role and Shoba Narayan as Jasmine. I can't believe that we're still saying for the first time ever in 2021, Christian. Agreed. But like happy we are at least here in 2021 if it took this long. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Aladdin, we received another hot tip that Courtney Reed is the new Satine for the Moulin Rouge tour. What do you think of that casting, Christian? Oh, that's so exciting. I really love Moulin Rouge and I want it to have the best. And so I'm very excited that we're getting a lot of new announcements about it. And this just in from Playbill, Heather Headley, Sarah Bareilles, Christian Borle, Ashley Park will all star in Encores Into the Woods at New York City Center. And even more late breaking news, Camille A. Brown will direct an upcoming Broadway production of For Colored Girls, who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. The show actually was produced at The Public in 2019 and was one of the last shows I attended. So I'm very excited to see what Camille does with this show. This will be the first time a Black woman will serve as both director and choreographer on a Broadway show in more than 65 years. What other casting news are you excited about, Christian? I have never got to see her perform, but I'm really excited for Natalie Mendoza, who's taking over Satine uh, for Moulin Rouge on Broadway. So I'm just really excited to see all these new Satines. I loved Karen Olivo. They're so talented. Loved her take on Satine, but I can't wait to see these new Satines too. Yeah, I'm also excited about Titus. I feel like he is really stepping into his stardom. I'm very excited about him. I saw him over the weekend in Respect. And he took on a serious role. And I was just so excited to see him step out of the comedic role and into this like serious, more uh, fierce role. And I think he's ready to just take on everything at this point. So I'm very excited about Titus. I love that. Yeah, I've never seen him in a non-comedic role, and that's so exciting. And Rooster is so much fun. I played Rooster as a child, which is my weird fun fact. And so I'm really <laughs> excited that Titus is taking on that role. <laughs> that is hilarious. Video of that or it didn't happen, Christian. <laughs> oh, God. 
On Monday, August 9th, Christian and I attended the Show Must Go On film premiere at the Majestic Theater. The film from Dory Berenstein and Sammy Cannell chronicles the fight to save live theater amid a historic shutdown. We caught up with some of Broadway's royalty on the red carpet, which, by the way, is the first red carpet since Broadway shutdown. Listen in. So first up, we have Reeve Carney and Evelyn Oblazada from Hadestown. Hi, Christian. Hi, great to meet you. Hi, Reeve, great to meet you. It's such a big day for Hadestown, big day for Broadway. Something I'm asking everybody, what did you learn, something you learned during the pandemic that you want to take with you coming back on stage? Either, both, whatever you want. What did I learn during the pandemic? Uh, have patience with yourself, have compassion with yourself, and uh, it's really important to know that people kick ass. <laughs> Good one, agreed. I'm not sure, I, you know, I'm still working on it. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything necessarily that I would specifically carry with me into now, but it was, you know, you take it one day at a time, so it felt like you were learning something new every day, which is normal, but to a different degree during the pandemic. So I guess it makes you, I don't I don't really know. I mean, maybe, hopefully it, it makes us more resilient. Yeah in some ways. Yeah, I feel like you've been more like grounded in like the day to day. Like just get through today. <laughs> Thank you both so much for that. And of course, our co-director and co-producer for the evening, Sammy Canold. How does it feel? It's such a big night for everyone, but for you, how does it feel tonight? It's really surreal. You know, we, we thought about doing this about a year ago, and here we are, um, uh, thanks to the will of so many amazing theater makers and filmmakers, uh, to, to, to get to do this at the Majestic. It's really a gift and, and a very special thing, and to be part of Broadway's, you know, reopening is, means a lot to me. Yeah, you put so much work into this. This has been such a long process for you, and now it's happening. How does, how does that feel? What do you want to do? next now that you've done this you know i i think it's uh sometimes when you're in the thick of it you can't really see the forest through the trees and it's a night like this to say oh gosh you know not only were we so lucky to get to actually make something during the pandemic but we hope that it has an impact on work going forward and the ability to keep work you know theater going going forward um you know without being grandiose we just hope it it plays a little part so i've been asking what's something that like you learned for you during this process, but during the pandemic in general, do you want to like take with you for future projects? Oh goodness. Um, well, for me, this is my first uh, documentary film, so that was definitely a big learning lesson, and um, I loved loved making it, and, and hope to make many more. I'm I'm usually mostly in theater world, but now sort of moving in, in, into film as well. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. So for up next, do you like want to do another doc? Do you want to like do you have more directing stage stuff on the horizon? I I kind of want to do every. Everything. Um, I'm a bit greedy that way. Uh, in the, I just love working in all the mediums, and I feel grateful to have gotten to like expand a toolbox so that I can apply the right story to the right medium at the right time. So, thank you so much. That's so great. So great to meet you. Likewise. Next, we hear from Tamika Lawrence, a Grammy Award-winning recording artist, songwriter, and Broadway TV and film actor. Hi, Tamika. How does it feel to be back here on a red carpet, back on Broadway happening? It's very exciting. I have butterflies, um, something I hadn't had in a long time before everything shut down. So I'm very excited. This is my first time going back into a theater in a year and a half. So I know. 
Me too, it's so great to be back. What's something you like learned during this pandemic that you wanna take back with you when you get back on stage? Um, that communion between ourselves and the audience is really important and um, I knew that every show counts, uh, but I know that even more so now. Thank you so much, yeah, it's so great to have this like really living in that moment aspect. It's great, thanks. Next on the carpet, I chatted with stage manager extraordinaire, Cody Renard Richard. Hi, you're one of the few people who's already back on Broadway. How does that feel? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, but it's exciting. Um, it's fun. It's it's a lot. You know, the schedule, getting back used to the schedule has been the, uh, the hardest thing. We just had, you know, two shows on Saturday. And just, you know, going through that whole uh, routine again is, is a lot. But it's great. I mean, you know. It's what we've been waiting for. You've had such an amazing reaction from the audience at Passover. Has that been like so meaningful after this whole pandemic of seeing people on Zoom screens? I mean, yeah. Like I, you know, I was just telling them that the um, that their reaction, the audience's reaction, is just because everybody's been so hungry for theater, and that we could not have guessed that people were going to uh, react that way. But you know, I think after 16 months of wondering what it was going to feel like, everybody just had this collective relief so it was really cool it was really awesome yeah, i know the feel special or do you feel really lucky that you're part of the like very first passover thing that's starting here you got to have that first video of the first audience coming in yeah i mean it's historic you know um and you don't think about it until you're you know you take a second to step back and you're like oh this is actually a moment in history it's the first show to come back at this time you know what i mean so I'll, yeah, something I won't forget for a while. It's been crazy. I wasn't even there, and I'm never going to forget the video. Oh Just of, like, that audience was like, oh, oh I cannot God. wait for that moment. Oh, my God. All right, thank you so much. Of course, of course. Have a great time. After that, I spoke to Felicia Thomas, host of Black Hair in the Big Leagues on Broadway Podcast Network and from Beautiful. How does it feel to be back here on a red carpet? You're going to feed her. I really just want to cry. I feel so happy. I'm like, give me ice cream, but not yet. My date was like, what do you want to eat? I was like, I plan to be hungry. Let's go. <laughs> give me like real clothes for the first time. So it's nice to like see my friends and be back. I know right, the amount of like going out red carpet outfits that went just completely unused for the past year and a half. Unused. I'm like, does anything fit anymore? Dear God. I'm but you know what? We're here. It feels good. I'm meeting people for the first time that in person that I've been talking to over social media. It's like surreal. It really is. It's so surreal. It's going to be so cool to go inside. Ugh. So I'm asking everyone, what's like something you learned during this pandemic that you want to like take with you when you like get back on stage and everything? You know what? I've, I've gained a lot of confidence during this time that I didn't have, even while being on Broadway. When I was uh, interviewing a, a lot of stars for my podcast, Black Hair in the Big Leagues, a lot of things that I asked the people who I looked up to is, where does your confidence come from? And a lot of them were like, oh, girl, I'm faking it. I, I'm, I'm just trying to get along. I'm like, wait, if everybody's faking it, everyone's just doing the best they can, and why not me? Like, So that is something that I'd like to take into, like coming back into the industry. I love that so much, and I'm literally doing it right now, also faking it. So yes, like, yeah. So like, we got this. Thank you so much. We got this. Thank you. Have a great time tonight. And up next, we have Allie Ewalt, who was the last Christine in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. 
How does it feel for you to be back here on this carpet at the majestic of all places for you? Totally, totally insane. I mean, sort of all of all of the feels of of excitement and uh, nerve nerves and anticipation and just excited to see my friends and colleagues again. And um, yeah, it's it's really surreal. It's pretty amazing. Oh, I feel like this is so many emotions for a lot of us. This is like a real homecoming moment for you, right? Does it feel like? really special to be in all places of this theater. It absolutely does. You know, walking down our, our weird little alleyway filled with garbage and laundry, you know, pushing the button on the majestic stage door. I was honestly feeling all of the things and, and to get to see our crew who's been here. You know, I, I left the show in 2018, which feels like it was a long time ago, but also it was kind of a minute ago in COVID times. And um, and so to get to see everyone and to stand on the stage that I know so well, so well really does feel like a homecoming. Yeah, that's so great. It has to just be so meaningful for you to like be back in this place that was your home for so long. So I've been asking everyone, what's something that you learned during this pandemic that you want to take with you when you get back on stage? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I <laughs> I, le- I learned how to groom my dog. Um, that that oh was God. one thing. I mean, I'm not as good as the professional groomers, but it was an acquired skill, and and I and I actually learned how to cook more, which was really which was really great. It's nice to be able to you know to provide things for myself. But I think really it's the you know understanding what is a value. You know, the quality time spent with friends and family, and um, and and that you know that my life is more than just my performing career. That there there are other things that that are of value to me as well. Yeah, that's so great. You're a whole person, and you can also <laughs> sing really well, but you're a whole person too. Last but certainly not least, I thankfully got the chance to talk to Phantom of the Opera alum, Jay Armstrong Johnson. You look amazing. I'm obsessed with this tux. Where's it from? My friend DW, he often dresses me for events like this, and he had it in his closet. It's amazing. Phantom event, and he said, black lace, honey. So here we go. How does it feel to be like, of all the theaters, to be back here at a Phantom event, at the Majestic, for you? It feels crazy and fun and exciting and nerve-wracking. You know, all the feelings. Everyone's wearing masks. It's all very weird, but it does feel cool to kind of be home at the Majestic. Uh, I've missed this place a lot yeah it's such a special place for so many and for you especially to like get to be back here and doing a theater thing here has to just feel so great yeah totally i actually hung out with megan pacerno who's christine die right now or is going to be when that comes back so it was cool to be with her yesterday at the um exhibit the have y'all been to the costume exhibit on 42nd street it's incredible oh it's amazing so we were together yesterday and now i'm here so it's just been phantom all week yeah you had a whole little phantom moment i love that thank you so much i also love the like slits in the back so you can like breathe dw man so good make sure to check out broadwaypodcastnetwork.com for new episodes including the Feinstein's 54 Below podcast with Andre DeShields as he details his journey to Broadway and how destiny led him to Hades Town. Dare Multi-Hyphenate latest episode features an interview with award-winning writer, performer and educator Roger Q Mason. Mama's Talking Loud podcast connects with Kara Lindsay and Jen Rias as they discuss being new moms in quarantine. Break at Bat's latest episode includes the legendary Adam Pascal discussing his career retrospective, Adam Pascal, so far. Real Talk with Mason Bray gives us a welcome back Broadway like no other. The Theater Podcast with Alan Seals discusses survivor's guilt with Waitress star Allison Luff as she launches her TV career. And finally, BPN will hold their next live event, Broadway Reborn, a celebratory welcome back, 
featuring many of the original cast members of Cats and several of the Grizabellas from over the years. Hosted by Mike Abrams from the Wrong Cat Died podcast, this live event on Saturday, August 21st, will benefit Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Visit bpn.fm slash cats live to tune in and set your reminder. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. First and foremost, Funny Girl Casting officially announced this week that Beanie Feldstein will be playing Fanny Bryce. This was probably the worst kept secret ever in Broadway history. And it was pretty amazing because Leah Michelle, who unlike in Glee did not get the role, was trending on Twitter with her name spelt wrong. Oops. Classic. Rumor has it, though, that Ramin Kermalu was cast as Nick. Ayana, can you confirm? I cannot, but the rumor is hot. Very hot. <laughs> that is a classic Ayana answer, and I love it. Uh, in other news, the big giant thing that happened on Twitter this week, Laura Osnes was fired from the Hamptons production of Crazy For You for refusing to get vaccinated against COVID-19. And she was replaced by Sierra Vargas, which led to so many amazing memes. Ayana, did you have a great time watching that? Um, <laughs> so I was like concerned, but also <laughs> laughing at literally everything people were posting. And it was like all over social media. It was like Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. I mean, theater really takes over the internet when something big announces. And I thought this in particular was like, come on, Laura, just get vaccinated. She probably got vaccinated as a child. Just I know, get right? vaccinated. It's like, why? I, I don't understand, like, the conspiracy theories against vaccinations and why certain people won't do it. And Ayana, you're so right. This really, like, took over. Like, I had a lot of people who were not just theater people text me that page six article and was like, who is this Broadway actress and why won't she get vaccinated? And I agree. It's just so horrifying that she was going to put her other cast members at risk for this and, like, are you really going to tank your career because you won't get vaccinated because you don't want to protect yourself and other people don't understand it at all? I mean, and after what Amanda Klutz went through with her husband, Nick, may he rest in peace. Like everyone should look at that family and what they went through with Nick dying of COVID-19 complications and just protect your cast members, protect yourself, protect everyone, the audience and like, Look at you, missing out on work because of a vaccination. Exactly. She's not going to be able to work on Broadway or now probably anywhere for a while without being vaccinated. Like that's going to be an industry standard. So she needs to do that because we have to be safe if we're going to have in-person theater again. 
And I wonder if she's the only one. I'm sure that news will come out sooner or later. (laughs) Other things happened on theater socials over the weekend. And as your trusted news source, we do want to fact check everything we say in order to give you a more thorough update. Rest assured, we are not ignoring what was shared. Christian, let's end with a bit of fan Q&A. We were asked on Twitter, how long do shows stay in development before they reached on Broadway? Oof, that's like, uh, it's a hard question, isn't it? It's a great question, but it's a hard question. It doesn't have an easy answer and it probably doesn't have the answer that you want to hear. So to give a little anecdote, uh, my boyfriend, his name is Danny K. Bernstein, and he's a he writes book, music, and lyrics for musicals. He, for example, wrote a musical called Far From Canterbury his senior year of college. That was in 2014. In 2015, it won the Fringe Festival off-Broadway, so that was great momentum. And now, six years later, it just had its regional premiere in New Hampshire. And so, like, it's a very long road. From there, they're going to want to do some kind of developmental production in New York, maybe off-Broadway, maybe out of town, maybe on Broadway. So the short answer is it's a very long road. There's a lot of steps. You have to write it. You have to get producers. You have to get a production team. You got to raise a lot of money. You got to find a theater. It's a very long process. Yeah. And if your boyfriend is not like the only example, there's Anais Mitchell, who literally spent her life with Hades Town. Yeah, well over a decade. <laughs> well over a decade. I mean, I spoke to her a few days ago and she just said like she's been with this musical for 13 years. That's the perfect answer. And like a lot of things, like the thing my boyfriend's just wrote, Far From Canterbury and Hadestown, they had a lot of momentum for years and years. And it just, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. So the road can be very long, but also depending on the producers you have, the money behind your project, you can fast track that. Frozen, for example, with the great force of Disney behind it, got all the way to Broadway in two years. So it, there's a lot of different paths and a lot of different ways to get to Broadway. Can be really long, could be quick. Really depends on a lot of factors, a lot of them being money. And that's the best way we can answer that for you. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of What's Up Broadway. You can learn more about What's Up Broadway at bpn.fm slash WUB and connect with us on Twitter at Network. Please make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating and tune in next week for another episode of What's Up Broadway. And if you have a tip, feel free to slide into our DMs. Talk to you then. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.